Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. The UK sees its lowest daily death toll since before the lockdown. Sadly, 39,045 people have died. That's 111 yesterday. Opposition mounts against the planned travel quarantine. At a time when the rest of Europe is coming out of quarantine, they believe that it is the wrong choice for Britain to go in the opposite direction. And how horse racing became the first live sport out of the starting gate. This is coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis. The UK has seen its lowest daily death toll since the lockdown began, but infection rates in England's northern regions are now double that of London. The government confirmed that another 111 people died with the virus on Sunday, a reduction the Health Secretary Matt Hancock said shows significant progress. But figures from King's College London suggest many who have the virus still aren't being tested. Data from the COVID Symptom Study, an app that tracks coronavirus symptoms downloaded by over 3.5 million people, suggests the daily rate of infection sits at around 11,000 across the UK. That's far higher than the 1,500 cases confirmed by Public Health England on Monday, and the figures show substantial regional variation. According to the study, London has 124 infections per million people, while the North West is seeing 215 per million, and the North Eastern Yorkshire 225 per million. The variation in prevalence of the virus across the country and relatively high infection rates has prompted members of the SAGE group of government advisers to publicly urge caution as the lockdown rules were relaxed on Monday. And while the number of people in hospital in the UK is at its lowest level since late March, hospitalisation in the northwestern Yorkshire was also almost as twice as high as in London, even when population was taken into account. Medics around the world have been struggling to treat the virus. Five new drugs are to be trialled in UK hospitals in the race to find an effective treatment. But doctors in France are now pinning their hopes on an arthritis drug already undergoing trials. Danny Boyle reports. The anti-inflammatory anakinra could reduce the need for patients to be placed on ventilators. That's according to French medics who are testing the drug in Paris. They administered anakinra to 52 COVID-19 patients, then compared their progress to that of 44 historical coronavirus patients not treated with the drug. Of those injected with anakinra, 25% sadly died or had to be placed on ventilators, compared to 73% in the group not treated with the drug. Using it at a high dose could block the overreaction of the immune system caused by COVID-19. And the doctors conducting the study told the Lancet Medical Journal it came without serious side effects. But they also warned further research was needed to confirm their findings, a warning perhaps mindful of ongoing international controversies over whether the anti-malarial hydroxychloroquine is effective against COVID-19.
Opposition to the government's travel quarantine plan is growing ahead of its planned introduction next week. More than 200 travel companies have today written to the Home Office to ask them to reconsider the measures which would see anyone arriving in the UK forced to self-isolate for 14 days. From June the 8th, police will be given the power to carry out spot checks and to impose fines of £1,000 to anyone flouting the rules. As things stand, there are no exemptions. And opposition is also growing from within the Conservative Party. The Telegraph's Home Affairs editor, Charles Hymas, has the story. So the opposition to the quarantine plans is led by a group of uh, MPs headed by Henry Smith, who is the Crawley MP, whose constituency covers Gatwick. Essentially, they're arguing that it's the wrong time at a time when the rest of Europe is coming out of quarantine. They believe that it is the wrong choice for Britain to go the opposite direction and to place restrictions which will obviously uh, clearly restrict flying and undermine, in their view, the economy uh, and the revival that is needed uh, for the aviation industry. They're backed by something like 217 different tourist hotel uh, and other related businesses, including some of the top hotels and restaurants like the Savoy, the Ritz, the Dorchester, as well as various travel companies. Um, The trouble is, though, is that this is essentially being put before Parliament as a statutory instrument, which means that there will be no vote unless there's significant opposition. And Labour has said that it will support the government. So therefore, what you have is essentially a group of something like 50 rebel MPs who probably will not have sufficient power to actually overturn the legislation. So what we'll see is the introduction of quarantine next Monday. And when things will start to change is likely to be in the following three weeks, when we will see this idea idea of air bridges between Britain and low-risk uh, countries like Greece, um, Spain when it comes out of its lockdown, Italy, Portugal, where there will be free travel uh, without each side having to go through quarantine, either on arrival or on departure. Um, and this is essentially the, the, the hope that the industry has to be able to have these in place by the end of June. Primary school pupils in reception, year one and year six across England return to school on Monday, or at least that was the government's hope. Plans to get children back into the classroom today were met with staunch opposition from teacher unions, over 50 councils and some parents, and it's kept more than half a million primary school pupils at home. Even for schools that are open, it's up to parents to decide whether to send their children back at all. With just over seven weeks until the summer holidays and the potential for a disrupted or no return to school, it's led to concerns children could fall behind and some are calling for pupils less likely to have benefited from homeschooling to return in the summer break. The Telegraph's education editor, Camilla Turner, has more. Children should attend summer camps to stop them falling behind. That's according to the Children's Commissioner, Anne Longfield, who says that disadvantaged children and those from vulnerable backgrounds should be allowed to come into school over the summer and have a range of different activities. This could be sporting, creative arts, socialising with their friends, um, as well as learning, catching up on all the time that they've missed out from being at school. She says this is a, a valuable opportunity that we should use to make sure that these children don't get left behind. Um, and that lifelong damage won't be done to them as a result of schools being closed for so long. Now, we know that this is something the government are very seriously 
actually looking at. They're due to make an announcement about it in the coming weeks. By September, it would have been possibly six months out of school um, if they're the age groups that aren't yet able to go back. Um, and that's a significant amount of time um, in terms of children's development and education to be missing out. So the government are concerned about it and they are looking at ways they can use the summer holidays to help these children catch up. Our education editor, Camilla Turner, reporting there. She'll be answering your questions on the schools debate alongside Melanie Sanderson from the Good Schools Guide in a live Q&A on The Telegraph's website at 11.30 on Tuesday morning. Details of how to join that in the show notes to this episode. For some, the return of live sport will provide welcome distraction from the upheaval of the last few months. For others, it's premature as anxiety and confusion still run rife across the UK. On Monday, Snooker's Championship League began in Milton Keynes, but not before all eight players and 35 staff members were tested for COVID-19. But the very first sport out of the starting gate was horse racing. And The Telegraph's racing correspondent Marcus Armitage says the industry was seeing a significant financial burden from the blanket ban on live sport. The sport, which directly employs 20,000 people, had already lost something in the region of 50 million during the 11 weeks. Racecourses themselves have been losing 8.2 million a month and are expected only to break even at best, while racing is run behind closed doors. Newcastle has spent weeks preparing one-way systems to comply with social distancing and built a whole new jockeys changing room underneath the grandstand to allow 40 jockeys to change at least two metres apart. That cost £15,000 alone. Everyone attending the race course had to go through a three-step health check, which involves mandatory training module, a health questionnaire and a temperature test on arrival. Jockey Paul Mulrennan said it was not ideal being not able to use showers, but that it was not the end of the world and the least of the problems. But he added that there was more hand sanitizer at the racecourse than there is in Boots, the chemist, and the fact that there was no food on offer was a bonus because he and most of his colleagues had put on weight during the last couple of months. If you have a question you'd like us to answer or a topic you think we should be covering on the podcast, record yourself on a voice memo on your mobile phone and email it to us. The address is coronaviruspodcast at telegraph.co.uk. This is Coronavirus, the latest from The Telegraph. I'm Theodora Leloudis and I'll be back on Tuesday evening with your next update. Trusted journalism is more important now than ever and you can stay up to date with all of our coverage completely free for the first month. To access that offer, go to telegraph.co.uk slash audio. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.